It's Monday the 12th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here, filling in for Tim Gilbert. Obviously, as we know, he has packed up the family in a van. He says van, but I think it's a gigantic one of those motorhomes you see that like, Kiss would travel around in. But he's on holiday, so it's me joined with Shane Lee, who you're in the winner's circle today, mate. I am. I play in a tennis tournament every year. A good mate of mine, Aidan Kelleher, um, I started 20 years ago, the Bonacoola Cup. He's from Bonacoola in Ireland originally. And um, it's basically a bunch of guys, a few Swannies play, um, a few cricketers. Um, there's a German bloke called Chris, who I find hysterical, who smokes like a green log, mate. He, he backs up cigar after cigar. <laughs> <laughs> but basically everyone brings some good red wine, some good whiskey, and the boys have a few cigars and play a spot of tennis. It's um, it's great. And I won with Aiden's son, Paddy, who was my partner this year. So it's the first time I've actually won the cup um, in five years I've been playing. So very excited. Yeah, be honest. Who did the heavy lifting, though, in the in the tennis, though? Was it you or your partner? Oh, I think we're pretty even. Pretty oh, even. Yeah. Paddy, yeah, come with the hour, come with the man. He pulled off a big service game when we needed it, so it was really good. We we played well, and I'll tell you what, we celebrated afterwards. Well, uh, today on the show, we're not going to be talking too much about your cup. We're talking about a bigger one, unfortunately. Uh, the FIFA <laughs> World Cup, which has been delivering something fierce, plus a bit about the uh, Adelaide Test and UFC and the fight game in general. Lots of news to talk about in combat sports. Let's get into it. In life, the most important thing is trust. Without it, everything is a lot harder in a quickly changing and turbulent time. Barclay Pierce Capital is a safe pair of hands, an organisation built on people. They understand you've worked hard to build your nest egg and their asset management business is tailored to suit your needs. Their services help grow your wealth in order to provide long-term safety and security for you and your family. BPC, just a phone call away. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Let's have a look at the World Cup. I mean, for all the controversy there has been off the uh, pitch, geez, it has delivered, and the quarterfinals were no different, Shano. England, it ain't coming home. <laughs> oh, they are destroyed, aren't they? Um, France winning 2-1. It, look, it wasn't – I don't think it was the, the best game of football for the World Cup, but uh, a very good result for France. And now France then move into the semifinal to take on Morocco, the first, oh. the first African team – to get through after after beating Portugal, and um, you have to say France are, are, are odds on favourites now. I would not. I would disagree. Okay. I've put money on Morocco. I've right. got, I'm feeling the Morocco hype. That, what, what more do they need to prove to you that they can beat France? They beat Belgium. They beat Spain. They beat Portugal. I mean, this Moroccan side, there's something about them. They're going through. They're going to be down a player though, because another red card in the victory yes. for uh, Morocco. But. I mean, how how what a crazy game that was to have Portugal that were six one the week prior, to then lose one nil to the Moroccan side. You watched uh, Cristiano Ronaldo shed a tear as he walked down the uh, tunnel, probably accepting the fact that he's never going to win a World Cup, and that was probably his best chance yeah, there. Yep. I mean, was this the case, do you reckon, of a side being fractured from all that controversy around Ronaldo? I think. Um 
Uh, if you is it Bill Check, the um, NFL coach, he always said if you've got a senior player that's sort of not towing the line, get rid of him. They can fracture mm. a team. And I think we saw that with Portugal. We saw that with Man United. Um, and Ronaldo is at front and centre of both there. Um, but you're right, mate. Five World Cups he's played in. He scored uh, in all five, eight World Cup goals in, to- in total. But you'd have to say for one of the best players in the world, he probably didn't bring his best form when really needed on the biggest world stage. No, definitely not. The other two games also ended very excitedly, which just proves if you can get to penalties, anything can happen. Mm. I mean, obviously, Argentina beating Netherlands. Controversy there with an Argentinian ref. I don't know if you've had an experience with that, but for me, it seems strange that you would have a ref of the same descendants as the teams playing. I mean, isn't there a rule against that in sports for some reason? Yeah, like- I thought there was. Uh, we used to go to this Argentinian nightclub, and I got kicked out of there a few times. That, that's the closest <laughs> I've been to an Argentinian ref. <laughs> Um, Croatia causing probably one of the other upsets of the tournament with uh, their uh, win over Brazil. Another World Cup where Brazil falls in in the quarters or the semis in sensational fashion. So now you're looking at Argentina versus Croatia, France v v Morocco. You already think France is going to win. Who's going to win out of Argentina and Croatia? I think Argentina will win. I think it'll be France-Argentina final. And I think... Um, my gut's just telling me that French, the French are going to win back-to-back. Oh, yep. okay. They are looking the goods yep. at the moment. Although, like you said, that game against England, they didn't look no. amazing. Mbappe didn't really do much at all. No, but he was marked by um, the two uh, Man City um, defenders who kept him mm. out during um, the EPL this year. Um, so they knew what they were doing there. Very um, true. But I just think uh, he's just too good to hold down. He's never, he's only going to have one or two quiet games in a row. Um yeah, so wait and see. True. The shot of him laughing so hard <laughs> in the face of England when they sailed that goal over the post is absolutely unreal. <laughs> uh, let's quickly touch on NRL. We'll go from the world game to the not-so-world game. But Eddie Jones, we watched him uh, get the sack from the English uh, rugby side, and he's now said that his desire is to come across to the NRL. Do you see that possibly happening? Well, I think Eddie's he's a smart boy and he's worked out, well, what options do I have left? I don't think he's going to come back to Rugby Australia. I, I don't think he'll he'll get a go there again. Um, he's coached most, most really? of the teams, um, Japan, England. Um, so his only option really as a coach is to go into the NRL. So I think he's just opening up that opportunity for himself. Um, whether he gets a chance or not, I think he's smarter than a few of the, <laughs> the NRL coaches. Um, would, he do, would he do a good job cross-code? I don't know. Well, you know what? Your Dragons, aren't they supposed to have already sacked their coach like three months ago? Yeah. I mean, surely there's going to be an opening there at the Dragons soon. Maybe they'll take a risk on Eddie Jones. Well, there's generally an opening in the first three weeks of every NRL round anyways now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, stay with us because after this short break, we'll have to talk about the cricket and what is happening with Cricket Australia plus boxing and UFC and more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need this summer is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Let's start with the positive stuff when it comes to cricket. Australia completes a dominant uh, performance over the West Indies. I mean, geez, 
it was a bit dull, if I'm being honest. It's nice seeing like big records in terms of uh, runs and stuff, but a 419 victory over the West Indies in the second test of what has been a pretty much put it on and do whatever you're doing for the rest of your day type of uh, test. <laughs> well, mate, I'll, I'll give myself a wrap here. I did say, I predicted that I said they wouldn't get total 400 runs uh, in both innings of West Indies. I didn't think they'd get bowled out for 77. <laughs> that was appalling. Australia were just too good. 511 for seven declared in the first innings, then come out and smashed the ball around 199, six declared second innings. Uh, the West Indies could only muster 214 in their first innings. And all, as I said, all out for 77. But you know, Travis Head, 175 on his home ground, unbelievable. Manus Labashay scoring his um, uh, yeah, third 100 in a row with 200, 100, 163. <laughs> Um, I, I want to give a shout out to I, I think um, uh, Nessa bowled really well for Australia. He took five wickets, three and two, and then Scott Boland, the, the bit of the cult hero from from Victoria, who hasn't got a game since he debuted so well last year. In the second innings, he came out first over and took three wickets in his first over. He was just on fire. Yeah, that that over was like wicket dot ball. Yeah, wicket. Dot, dot, wicked or something yep. like that. Like, it's and just like, come on. It's like under 12s. He's <laughs> averaging 10 with the ball. That, that's what we're talking what? about. Like, there's, there's kids in under 10s and 12s that have that sort of average. But it's only because <laughs> the kids can't hit the ball to the boundary. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Alex Kerry, the weird keeper, he took three unbelievable catches. He kept up to Nessa, the fast bowler, in the second innings, took two catches over the sticks um, and took a diving catch for Australia to win the match. And, yeah, they were just totally dominant. Yeah, what are you thinking here? Like, before we get into the controversy yep. around Cricket Australia, I mean, they've just taken on the West Indies and embarrassed them, and now we've got to go – we've got South Africa. Like, it's it's kind of like well, big change-up, isn't it? Like, the yep. step up from there, you go, oh, can the West Indies perform against Australia? We dominate. Now we are the West Indies in this conversation, surely. Well, no. Because this, <laughs> this South African side is going to be way different. They're way different. They've got a, a far superior bowling attack, so our batsmen are going to be able to pump. I don't think that we're going to be scoring double hundreds left, right and centre against South Africa. Saying mm. that our batsmen are in form. Um, they are pretty brittle from a from a batting perspective, um, so okay. they have to have the work cut out. But yeah, it, this is going from now under twelves to first grade men's in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Now, look, Steve Smith was a captain. Yes. Uh, obviously, captaincy has been a hot topic around cricket Australia at the moment. Where do you sit now? We've got uh, some movement now at the top of Cricket Australia. Mike Baird, former New yes. South Wales Premier, has been appointed uh, next chair. So what's your view on this whole makeup right now where Warner – we've got players and Smith himself coming out and saying that, you know, I think it's ridiculous essentially, uh, this lifetime ban that's happened to Warner. You're talking about your boss right now. Mm. Uh, and, and, like, it's obviously among the players, I think, the way Warner's been treated poorly. Me personally, I think it's outrageous that Cricket Australia wants to drum this all up again in such a fashion, especially when they're trying to negotiate a broadcast agreement. What do you make of this whole situation? Uh, I've said for a while, I think Australia, Cricket Australia have been fools with this. They should have dealt with this behind closed doors. And now Warner's just lining up with his legal team and his, mm. his publisher to do a tell-all. Um, so there's going to be a <laughs> lot of nervous people within there. The funny thing that I found at the end of this match when we were getting the team photo, they were holding Steve Smith, the, the standing captain, was holding the Frank Worrell trophy. Now, he's been given yeah. the captaincy... Um, past the the, the ban, 
Um, he broke the, the cricket ball off the trophy accidentally <laughs> and then dropped it on Warner's foot. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's like another kick in the guts for him. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. What, what happens with Mike Baird now that he's the cricket chair? What changes? What, what would happen? Well, it's, it's, I think he's a fantastic politician. He was our Premier here from 2014 to 17, I think, um, and he takes over from uh, Lachlan, Dr. Lockton Henson, who's going back to Perth. Um, look, he'll bring some rigour. Um, he's a very Incredible person. It's good to have a New South Welshman at, at the head of New South Wales Australian <laughs> cricket. Um, and look, I think he'll do a good job. Um, he's he's a passionate cricket um, lover. He always has been. Um, and I think he'll bring a bit of sensibility to this whole Cricket Australia approach and what they do with the players. Yeah, it's a little bit of like, hey, how about everyone just shut yeah. up for a bit and let's get this broadcast deal together? 100%. Like, 100%. <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. Uh, let's look at boxing. I mean, usually if you say a, a boxing great's name this far into their career, you'd say it's pretty embarrassing. But Manny Pacquiao, <laughs> what has happened here? He's absolutely dominated in about. So he's come out of retirement. He's 43 now. <laughs> he's been retired for two years. Um don't forget, he, he was a, a former Filipino presidential candidate only, yeah. only a couple of years ago. <laughs> and he's taken a bit of an ex- exhibition match against his South Korean YouTuber, DK Yo, and, um, and absolutely smoked him. And he, he was so fast um, around the wing. that And they were, they're saying now, once a finisher, always a finisher. He knocked mm. him down to the canvas about six, six or seven times. Oh, mate, dare I say it, let's get Pacquiao uh, back in the ring um, with – oh, buddy, oh, why is his name forgotten now? Getting me with Justin um, Langer? No, <laughs> no. Why not start getting uh, many Pacquiao Mayweather? Get him back in the ring again. See if we can get that bout up and running. Because that was like the only time we thought that it was actually a lost fight for uh, for Mayweather. Maybe we could get it happening again. The uh, – <clears throat> The uh, IBF Bantamweight World Title mm. uh, bout took place in Leeds and a great result for Bridges. It was, mate. So they're calling this, uh, it was two Australian girls, Ebony Bridges, um, uh, she defeated Shannon O'Connell. And they're saying in the history of Australian women's boxing, this is the biggest bout of all time. And I have to agree with that. They, they were both class acts. Um, but Bridges, yeah, getting the chocolates in the end. And she was um, she, yeah, she was quite dominant. Um, O'Connell, O'Connell put up a good fight, but... Uh, yeah, that was, it was a high-class boxing match, that one. Yeah, and from boxing to UFC, I mean, you talk about high-class boxing match. You go to UFC on the weekend, and what a controversy there. Two scoring farces, you would have to say. One for a fan favourite, and the other one that leaves the title just vacant still. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to get these names right, but it's Jan Blenchewitz <laughs> uh, versus Magomed Anklavev. Um, and Jan actually uh, said at the end, give him the belt. Um, yeah, they, they, they were given the judges actually did a split decision, um, but clearly Anklevev was the the winner, and uh, Jan just said to him in the end, "Yep, give him the belt. <laughs> he deserves it." Yeah, man, and what a crazy thing to hear yeah. there, like from a fighter after a bout. Like he did say, he said, "Look, I don't think I necessarily lost, but I definitely didn't win." Yep. And then during the the other interview, he said, "Yeah, they should give this guy the title." Mm. But you know, the problem the UFC has now is this is a few in a row where there's been some very controversial decisions. Yep. Two on the same night. Uh, Paddy, obviously a big fan favorite, he won his bout. But people were saying, look, and I watched that fight too. It didn't look like he had won it unanimously. So people were already going, what's happening here? Um, but they might not be able to give old mate the title and Clev because he's decided to – he said, I might not even fight for the UFC again after that kind of scoring farce. Mate, honour amongst thieves. I love it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting for the UFC. This has been an issue all year though, and i tell you what, it's just – 
it, it'll happen again at the next one. We just get enough time between UFC pay-per-views <laughs> that we forget about it. <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about NFL. This morning my Dallas Cowboys yes. managed to uh, escape a very embarrassing loss that would have happened to the Texans. But in the college game, all right, we've had the Heisman Trophy uh, happen in, over the weekend and all of the players of the years, and we want to give a big shout-out to Adam Corsack. Now, you probably haven't heard of this guy, mm-hmm. but he's an Aussie that has had a stellar year for Rutgers, and he won the Ray Guy Award for the nation's top punter. Right. Best punter in the league, which means generally if you've been named this as a punter, he will be playing for an NFL team next year. Whether he gets drafted will be up for up for a debate, but you'll probably see this guy playing for the NFL next year as a punter. Magic. Well, what sort of money do they make? They're not right up there with the quarterbacks, that sort of stuff, but they get good wedge still, don't they? Well, you know what? A punter's salary in the NFL, because the NFL's uh, – this is an amazing thing if you're an NRL player and you want a collective bargaining agreement. Yep. The minimum salary for an NFL player on the 53-man roster is, I think, half a million dollars. There you go. So, but if you look at punter's contracts at the moment in the NFL, I can give you the, uh, the top here. So, Michael Dixon from the Seahawks, yep. 26 years old. He's the highest paid. His contract value is $14.5 million. So uh, guaranteed of that is eight and a half million, and then the rest is to due to uh, you know bonuses and, and whatnot. And you only kick the ball about eight times a year, don't you? <laughs> yeah, well, if you're with a good team, I mean, with with the Seahawks, you're starting to kick it a little yeah. bit more than often now. <laughs> but but no, you're right. It's it's uh, it's a job that you know if your team's doing well. I think the great Pat, Ma- Pat McAfee used to say it, it was like. Uh, you know, he'd love to say, comment about certain teams. He goes, but I never really got to play you guys much because I wasn't out there enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good we were dominating you. So, yeah, but it's a good good to see an Aussie getting a, uh, a big props in the college game for the uh, yearly awards there. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. So make sure you hit follow and subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. And, of course, a big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Barclay Pierce Capital. They're only a phone call away. And, of course, Dammy Q that makes this sound uh, as good as it is. We'll be back tomorrow for your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee, former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.